Hello, this is Mike Kennedy with the Living in Victory broadcast. Thank you for joining me today. Hook your faith with me. I'm believing to get the word out for grace and anointing that sets people free, helps people. Hallelujah. Let's look at, uh, we're going to continue on our series, The Strong, Courageous, and Mighty. You know, that's you I'm talking about. God created you to be overcomers, to be mighty in battle, to be courageous, not to be full of fear, not to be meek and timid, but to be overcomers, courageous, mighty people, mighty women and men of God. And that's what this series is about, is the different keys or attributes that you will see in courageous people and the things that we need to change in our life to be one of the people that are strong, courageous, that God has created us to be. Yes, he has created you and me both to be strong and courageous. Let's look at Judges chapter 6. In this, uh, in this portion of the word, we, we hear about Gideon. Judges 6 verse 1, it says, Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years, and the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. They did evil. God warned them about it. Don't intermarry in between these different cults, between these people with, that serve different gods with different idols, that lived in sexual sin, that lived in all kinds of frivolous activities, lying, cheating, stealing, murder. I mean, they were just... A, a very evil group of people. And when they submitted to it and they started entering into those things, they did tremendous evil in the camp of Israel. Not just watched them, they participated. Stay away from it. God has told us to be holy for He is holy. He's given us direction of how to be, live a righteous life. Well, He gave them warning and they didn't do it. It says that the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. Let's talk about that a little bit. If somebody has an umbrella and God has provided rain in the land, you can stay under that umbrella and stay dry. But if you refuse and rebel against it and step out, you're going to get wet. The same thing goes with Israel. They didn't stay underneath the protection of God by staying underneath His directives. God's not trying to keep us from having fun. He's trying to protect us so he can bless us. Amen. Third John 2 says, Brethren, I pray, I wish, I desire above all things, not some things, above all things, that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Well, how does your soul prosper? Because that's what comes first. Even as your soul prospers by getting in the word, by hooking up the messages like this and feeding your faith, feeding your spirit, living a righteous life. Amen. Yeah, I started to say having a righteous wife, but that's true too. I've got one. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I've got a righteous wife. You know, whenever I was uh, in school, I took computer engineering. And I spent 23 years, almost 24 years in that industry doing process control engineering, putting computers and chemical plants to manufacturing plants. And one of the first things we were taught in programming is how to create an if-then-else statement. Well, Deuteronomy is full of this. Deuteronomy chapter 28. If you abide by my word and do these, this is going to happen. Else, this is going to happen. Or in this case... If you rebel, 
you're going to be delivered in the hand of Midian. Not that God's trying to punish them. It's just a choice. You choose this day whom you're going to serve. Do you want the blessing and protection of God? You can't have the blessing and the protection of God and be rebellious. Oh, you can ask for mercy, which the Gideonites, which Gideon led the, the Israelites to that, as we'll get into. But choose this day whom you're going to serve, or you're going to get wet. Let's continue on. Uh, because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. So the Israelites were in fear, so they became cave dwellers. A few years back, I rode my Harley down to Four Corners in the United States and saw where the Indians used to live that were called the cliff dwellers. Man, it was hard to get down to it, let alone I can't imagine what it would have been like to build some of those cliff dwelling locations on the side of cliffs. Ooh, buddy, you better know where you're going if you're getting out there on a cliff. And it reminds me of what Israel went through here because of the fear. They had to hide in caves, had to hide in cliffs, strongholds where they could, uh, to, could try to live. Well, if you've ever been in a cave, it's cold, it's damp, it's dark. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in a cold, damp, dark place. Amen. I want to live in the light. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Verse 3, it says, So it was whenever Israel had sown, whenever they had planted, put down crops, Midianites would come up, also Amalekites, and the people of the east would come up against them. So here's these three different battalions, groups of people, uniting together to come against Israel. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza. So they would let Israel would do all the planting, all the work. Then they would come in and destroy it, eliminate all the work that they had done, and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. That means that they didn't leave any food for them, didn't leave any work tools, the ox or the donkey. They took away all their transportation. Man, that is a hurting group of people that have no food, no tools to make to, to create food, no tools to make uh, housing, to haul product, no transportation to get around. And that's what was happening for Israel. Let's continue on. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as locusts. For they and their camels were without number, and they would either... They would enter the land to destroy it, not just to take the stuff they've got. They weren't just trying to be thieves and steal it. They came to kill, steal, and destroy. That's what John 10.10 says the enemy does. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But the glorious part is, is it says that Jesus, I have come to give you life and life abundantly. Glory to God. Let's choose right. Let's choose wisdom. Let's choose godly, righteous decision and live in the blessings of God goes on to uh, to say, so Israel was greatly impoverished. Well, why were they impoverished? It started out because the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. They chose evil rather than obeying the word of the Lord. God doesn't want to keep us from having fun. He wants to protect us, wants to bless us. But in order for that to happen, we must abide by his word. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And 
the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. When did they cry out to the Lord? When they were impoverished, they were on the verge of starvation, living in caves, dungeons, dreary, dark places. Whenever the people came out to create battle against them, they encamped against them. This went on for seven years. Well, I don't know about you, but if something keeps going on bad in my life, I want to humble myself, seek the Lord, find out what's going on. How is the enemy getting in? I want to stand and resist the enemy, repent, humble myself and repent. In James chapter four, it talks about getting the favor of God, the mercy of God. It says the humble get the grace. Well, the grace is God's ability working in your life, but the proud get resisted. So they wanted what the, to live in sin for seven years. And finally, they humbled themselves and cried out to the Lord. It doesn't matter what you've done what position you're in, if you humble yourself and cry out to the Lord, he will meet you where you are and show you how to come up and come out. He has created and destined you to be an overcomer. Amen? I've heard people say, ah, that's not hurting anyone, that sin. Sin hurts other people. It hurts other your family. It hurts the nation. It hurts you. Look at all the people dying from, from AIDS. Where did that come from? Sexual sin. Look at all the people who have died from abortion, killing babies, legalized murder. Where did it start? By our nation getting more and more uh, rebellious, getting farther away from the things of God, taking prayer out of the schools in the 50s and 60s from the rebellion back then. We are created to be one nation under God. And as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Who are you going to serve? Choose this day whom you're going to serve. Amen. Glory to God. In verse seven, it says, and it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites. It says because of the Midianites, they cried out to the Lord. But the truth is they cried out to the Lord because of their sin. Their rebellion had opened up the door to the enemy. This is where the repentance started. If you're in a bad situation, repent. God will meet you where you are. Amen. It's, it, it's come to the point where they must cry out to the Lord. Oh, it's come to prayer. Has it really come to that where we need to pray? Ooh, we even got to humble ourselves. Wow, it's come to that. Do it quickly, my brother and sister. Humble yourself quickly. Repent quickly. Amen. You know, we've had family members, Sharon and I, that have been through some stuff because of decisions. Sharon and I both had some stuff in our life early on. Didn't get to some of the, the point of some of them, but, you know, they lost their jobs um, due to partying drugs. One, one was uh, so bad that he was spending everything on drugs and partying. His family members were enabling it, supporting him. Oh, we don't want him to be uh, living on the streets. You're enabling it by giving them money. So the money and things they do have, they can spend on the party and the drugs. You're an enabler. If that's you, check your heart on it. Seek the Lord. Should you really be doing that? Well, whenever the family quit enabling him, they actually put him in a position where, yeah, he slept under a bridge, but then he got right with God. He did exactly what the Israelites did. It came to the point where he got right with God, changed his ways, got out of that lifestyle, got a job, good paying job stable job, changed his life. He's in glory today. 
Amen. We've also had other family members had drinking problems. They got to the bottom, about ready to lose kids, divorce, bankrupt, on the verge of losing everything and got right with God. We've got another family member that was in drugs, got to the point lying, manipulating, joined the occult, making Ouija boards and got right, humbled himself, got right, went through a year of rehab and training. Now he's going to Bible college to be a minister of the gospel. Don't be an enabler to people who are wanting to live in sin. Don't help them live that way. Help them out. It could make some tough decisions. Amen? But be strong. Be led by the Lord. He wants to bring them up and out. Don't be an enabler. Let's continue on. Hallelujah. Well, before we do that, let's say this. You know, today the word says, choose this day whom you're going to serve. Love is a choice. Repeat this after me. Love gives choices. It does not force. Love gives choice, not force. Love gives choice, not force. God is love. Does he give you a choice? Yeah, it's Bible full of it. Choose this or this. You choose. Here's the results of this choice. Here's the results of this choice. You choose. It doesn't try to control. It doesn't try to take captive. You know, I've heard people say, Oh, Father, come in me. Take control of my body. Take control over me. Satan tries to control. Amen. God doesn't do that. The Holy Spirit doesn't control. You have to submit to him. Submit to the Lord and he will come upon you. He will empower you. He will grace you. He won't force you. Love doesn't force. If you're forcing somebody to try to do something because you knew the the destination that they're going to end up on the road that they're on, that's not God. God loves, but he gives a choice. You can pray for him, believe God for laborers, try to help him get off that path, but don't force. Amen? All you're going to do is cause them to rebel harder. God doesn't do it that way. Actually, in Hosea, Hosea chapter 4. You know, this whole book is in regards to repentance. Um, The whole book here. And in chapter 4, verse uh, 16, it says, For Israel is stubborn. Here we are again where Israel rebelled. For Israel is stubborn like a stubborn calf. Well, I grew up uh, working on farms. I can remember some of them calves, man. They get stubborn. They don't want to move. They want to fight, put their feet down. Israel was like a stubborn calf. You could prod them. They still didn't want to do things. Now, but they're full of fear at times too. And then they'd go wild. Don't be a stubborn calf. Now the Lord will let them forage like a lamb in open country. Hey, you can go do your own thing. Go out there and uh, open forage in the land. There's lions out there that are trying to kill you. A cheetah, a black panther going to come up and take you. No, don't do that. Stay close to the shepherd where you're protected. Amen. Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. God, in other words, God's saying, hey, he wants to do idol things, leave him alone. Don't try to force him. Don't try to control him. That's his choice. Let him be. Let him get to the point where he has to cry out to me. Their drink is rebellion. They commit harlotry continually. Her rulers dearly love dishonor. 
The wind has wrapped her up in its wings and they shall be ashamed because of their sacrifices. They're going to regret it. Her rulers dearly love dishonor. Well, God says he will honor those who honor him. Be a person that gives honor, respect, respect your elders, respect those in authority, honor God and he will honor you and bring you up and out. Amen. Praise you, Lord. Well, let's continue on. Let's not be like those Israelites that are talked about here that dishonored the Lord. Praise you, Father. Let's look uh, at verse 8. Well, let's back up to 7. It says, And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. When did this happen? When they cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet. If you cry out to the Lord, have your eyes open. He is going to send somebody to you to help you. He's going to give you an unction. He's going to put somebody in your path to encourage you and help you. But after you humble yourself, and it goes on to say, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage. Remember, this is after Moses led them out of the house of bondage. And it says, And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you. Sounds like exactly what the Midianites were doing. They got them back in the same position. Don't go back. If the Lord's brought you up out of something, don't go back. You know, one of the big issues with people who have come out of issues with can, with uh, drugs, alcoholism, is that they don't go back to that environment. Don't go back to the bar. Don't think you're good enough and strong enough to, to resist it. Stay away from it. If you've had an issue with, with pornography, with sex, don't put yourself back in that position. Resist it. Stay away from it. Don't even go down the aisle with the chocolate chip cookies if you really like cookies and you shouldn't be eating them. Well, I'm preaching myself now. And it goes on to say, And I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. God drove them out. Then he gave them the land. Also, I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. That's why that they're in the position they're in. They did not obey the voice of the Lord. You know, rebellion opens up the door to death, opens up the door to all kinds of problems. Resist it. Stay, in, stay out of sin. He told them, stay out of sin. Stay out of partying. Stay out of the lust and the idols. Verse 11, it says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree. That means it's a sumac tree. It's part of the sumac family, like poison oak. Enemy ain't looking there. Well, right around this poison oak sumac stuff, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizrite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press. So he's hiding out in a wine press threshing wheat so he's got something to eat. Not because he's, he's feel like he's strong enough to be out in public. He's hiding out. Doesn't want to be caught in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. This dude was in the middle of the wine press hiding out with sumac trees around him, poison stuff around him. He was hiding out. Does that sound like a man of valor? God has created you with them in the same abilities. Mighty man, mighty woman of God. You have to receive it. 
Build yourself up in faith. Resist fear. Stand courageous to do what he's called you to do. Oh, he's called you to do something and it's going to take faith and courage to do it. That's why we're talking about this. If you need your faith built up, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you need some some more teaching on faith, man, order my book, The Glorious Life of Faith. You can go to my website and get a copy of it. Contact us. We'll get you one. Go to Amazon and order you one. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. See, Gideon had ability inside him that he did not see. You have that. But it took the word from the Lord to hear it. You know, God will put people in your path to to teach you stuff, to tell you there's stuff in you that you can overcome. I remember as a child, I was cleaning horse stalls for Rod and Daisy Sims. And Rod Sims encouraged me to go to college. My counselors in school told me I wasn't smart enough. My grades weren't good enough. Go get a job at at one of the local farms bailing hay. That's what you should do the rest of your life. And he said, oh, you can do more than that. You've got the ability. You can make it through. So my first year of school, man, I got C's and D's. I'm wondering what am I doing? The next year, B's and C's. The next year, A's, B's and C's. My senior year was almost all straight A's. I didn't quit. Don't quit. Don't let the enemy lie to you. Don't quit. And then my master's, summa cum laude in my master's and in my doctorate. You can do it. And I'm, that's not because of me. God graced me with that ability. He helped me through, but I didn't quit. Oh, there's times where I'm wondering, what am I doing? Don't quit. If he's called you to do something, he has enabled you to do it. Amen? Hallelujah. He had to have his faith built up, but he took steps. If someone says something in you, Don't just push it away. I've heard people tell me that I had things in me and I kind of resisted it. Oh, whatever. That's not faith. That's not honoring. That's not even checking in with the Lord. Lord, is that in me? Am I supposed to do that? Do I have that ability? And if I would have received it, checked my heart on it, had to see if I was a witness and then received it by faith and took steps, I'd have been at a different place. Amen. Check your heart. See what the Lord has put in you to do. Amen. You mighty man of valor. In the NIV, it says, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. The angel spoke faith, even though this man was trembling, hiding out. Amen. Glory to God. You know, don't be judging people that are trying to take steps. Don't judge them for their sin either. Oh, the word talks about, you know, judge a man by their fruit. Don't judge them. I just did a series on on judgment. If you need to know more about that, more clarity and light on it, listen to that series. It's available on YouTube, available on my website. It's available for download on FM radio, on different channels like Google, Amazon radio. Go to our website and get it. Amen. Contact us. We'll send it to you. But in Romans chapter two, it says... In verse, verse four, therefore you are inexcusable, man, whoever you are, who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you yourself, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. And then it goes on in verse four. It says, or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads men to repentance? Don't judge them. 
Show them the goodness of God. Teach them the goodness of God that they can come out. See, that's what this angel was doing. God is a good God, you mighty man of valor. Take steps, build yourself up, do what God's called you to do, and you're coming up and coming out. You'll lead your people out. Amen. Well, this is Mike Kennedy with Living in Victory. We'll continue on the series of the strong, mighty, and courageous. One of the things I want to point out to you is that one of the key aspects of the strong, mighty, and courageous is they repent. They humble themselves and they are open to hear from God. Amen. Be open to hear from Him. Humble yourself and be open to hear from Him. Amen. Well, we're going to have a lot more to go into regarding Gideon. Have a blessed day. I believe that you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins. I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Father, I thank you for your mercy, your grace, and your love. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I believe that I will have eternal life in heaven with you. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Additional teachings like this one by Mike Cannaday are available on CD, free of charge and sent postage paid. Also, you can download this message and many others from our website at www.fqmin.org. To learn more about Mike and Shara Cannaday and the Vision for Final Quest Ministries, you can contact them through their website or write to Final Quest Ministries, P.O. Box 20305, Bradenton, Florida 34204, or call 417 459 8900.